This October, we need to talk about us. Welcome to Sync Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is the tethered soul of Gareth Blackler, and from deep in the tunnels, it's James Barron. Hello, Oogie Boogie Gareth. It's still that time. I'm just going to keep saying Oogie Boogie until it's my catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) Until anyone else knows what What I'm talking about. Please, God. Uh, Yeah, I've I've emerged from the darkness, Gareth, to talk about a, a horror, a true horror film i feel yeah. like this is maybe the first true horror of the show because this is a straight up and down horror movie yeah i guess so yeah i don't know i personally and we will tell you what this movie is so. i guess the thing but anyway <laughs> i would actually say like i found this more of a thriller the first time i saw it yeah because yeah i think the movie's us it's directed by jordan peele yeah. It's follow up to Get Out. It's bloody good. I saw it as a double feature with Get Out cool. back in 2019. Nice. And like Get Out's so much slower and like yeah. builds creepy tension. This movie, once it goes, it goes. Oh it. yeah. Like, yeah. You get hit with so, the the big the horror starts happening early and just does not let up. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah one sec there's two moments that w- we'll talk about that were like my whoa this is the movie moments and mm. yeah that happens i actually i remembered it happening very quickly but to be honest watching a pink floyd it does happen a full albums play in yeah pretty much the context yeah. of the album uh <laughs> adds a lot to the actual timing of the movie but there you go maybe you were just yeah so ready and waiting for things to kick off but yeah oh yeah nice so, yeah what did you what do you think of this movie james what's your do you have a relationship with do you have a relationship with us us or them no i i Sorry. had not seen this movie before um <gasps> and so i watched it clean as i want to do and then and then i took a wee break and walked around my house and <laughs> uh as also as i want locked to do. all the windows and- yeah I came downstairs, first of all, I came downstairs in my house and immediately the first thing my eyes settled on was on the like um, uh, like kitchen table was an enormous pair of shears of uh, like clothing scissors. <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. I'm so glad that these are out here in my vision. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you're being pranked. Yeah, maybe. I think it was just a sweet prank. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no i nearly took a photo and sent it to you but real but i thought that might be too much honestly <laughs> um so yeah i did that and then i the same day watched it again with pink floyd as i want to do and um honestly <laughs> what with this I, has happened before but i feel like watching with pink floyd definitely takes the edge off um because mm, the first yeah. time i was a scared shocked little child <laughs> <laughs> and the second time I was able to process things a lot better, you know, like I did the thing where I, I talked about this last week where I am like breaking down and um, analyzing the horror of a horror movie and trying to understand it. And that makes it less scary. And that's like what we do on the show. Mm. So I found that really helpful <laughs> if, 
and like it really like made me like the movie a lot more and made me less scared of it so that's cool um okay but yeah i did enjoy yeah. this film as the as the moral of the story here um <laughs> yeah it's good seek it out no spoilers review um and then you like um went downstairs and there was a different pair of shares but a small pink floyd cd sitting on top of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like ah safe this time there we go yeah it's fine the protection of the of the floyd it's, mm. There's a warm blanket covering me that cannot oh, that be. That should be our merch. It's just big Pink Floyd blankets. <laughs> I feel like the Floyds would come after us no matter what kind of merch we <laughs> yeah. do. Like, yeah. we can lock in the Sink Floyd merch. I think that's fine. Mm. Uh, the legally distinct <laughs> uh, title. But um, yeah, I don't know how, how close we can lean into their branding, but maybe. Okay. It's yeah. just you and me shaking hands and on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, why didn't we Photoshop this? <laughs> we just did it. We did it for real, you know? Because <laughs> these mics are running hot. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So us. This sweet, so us. sweet, sweet film. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I adore this film. I, but I think I'm like, I don't know if I can consider it objectively because mm. I, such a Jordan Peele head. Like I Oh yeah. Had these the stretch where I would um cook myself my dinner and then sit there on the floor eating my dinner out of a bowl because otherwise I'll spill it. Watch <laughs> just any Key and Peel sketch. Like oh, I'd, yeah. Because I eat pretty quick. So I'd probably do like one or two Key and Peel sketches, eat my dinner, and then I have to go off somewhere. And I'll probably spend the walk of the drive just trying to the thing about, if you're a nerd, the thing about the Key and Peele sketch structure, Key and Peele being the TV show that the director of the film, Jordan Peele, did beforehand. Jordan Peele is a uh, <laughs> human. Um, anything he else is. you might have missed under a rock. Um, the structure of those is it's always very like, they find what's funny. They find like a funny idea. They play it only that to it everything else that's not part of the idea is really serious yeah so you can like if you're a nerd who has read the upright citizens brigade improv book you're just mm. gonna be like in paradise figuring out like oh yeah that's the game oh yeah then he's doing that move that's move and then they're resting it and yeah it's it's great it's sad and then i saw get <laughs> out um by myself on a sunday afternoon in a quite chilly cinema i was eating Ooh. A pie, because I think I've forgotten to eat a proper lunch. <laughs> and it blew my mind. Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, saw get, saw Us and Get Out as a double feature. Very Loved nice. it so much. It was so good that <laughs> I I saw Us with a very recent ex um, when I first saw it. This is how good Us is, is afterwards it wasn't awkward because we just talked about Us. Not Damn. Us Us, the movie Us. <laughs> it's a good film. Check it out. When you should have been talking about Us, you were talking about Us. <laughs> right? That's great. Oh my God. What a confession at the top of the show. I love it. Yeah, actually, I was so debating. I've put off choosing this because it's like, that is the most interesting part of my personal relationship with Us. Yeah. But, oh, I sound like a sociopath. No. Nah. <laughs> like... It's fine. Oh, Who doesn't talk about a movie after watching a movie? Like, that would be right? a sociopath move, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just walk outside, nod your head, 
and go your separate ways and that's it. <laughs> uh, the only There's only two times I haven't talked about a movie straight after seeing it. Mm-hmm. One was um, when I went and saw Minari and then we came out of the cinema, um, switched our phones on and found out that the COVID alert levels had changed and Whoa. that we were going into level three lockdown that's fair. Um, that night. So yeah, we didn't talk about Minari until like maybe the next day and we we're like, oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> and I went on a first date when I was a teenager and we saw Talligator, Talligator Nights. Talladega Nights. I know Thank the film. Yeah. Well, I was way off. <laughs> it's because I haven't talked about the film since. I don't know how to pronounce it. And it was just so awkward. Um, it was just such an awkward first date because we met on Bebo that we just didn't talk <laughs> at all and then just got on our separate buses. Oh, man. Those loves left on the on the kitchen table there. You didn't send yeah. your love of the day. Brutal. Nah. There you go. Ah. What a time Bebo was. Gosh. Right? <laughs> we should check in, as we always do. I feel like Bebo gets talked about almost as much as Pink Floyd on the show. What's the Bebo check? Yeah, we should check in at how its um, comeback's going. We have, famously, the show has registered the name <laughs> Billy Bob Forto on Bebo. Forto? <laughs> We couldn't fit Forto. Oh my gosh. No. Well, you know what Billy Bob's going to do, you know? Like, he's just not, mm. go- not going to just register Billy Bob, you know? No. He's going to be Billy Bob Thornto. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. Perfect for our episode about us. Bebo.com. Its landing page is a red empty chair alone Terrifying. The exact red of the jumpsuits. Yeah, horrific. Why is it like this? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's also, it says a new kind of community awaits, implying that you're just like <sighs> going to sit in the middle of a street and wait for things to happen to you. This sounds awful. This is not the community yeah. tea that I want. Seems like some like awful social experiment. Um, this does seem like something the tethered in us would misunderstand and base their whole mission on. Exactly. Crikey. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Shall we get into mm. this this uh, discussion? Because there's a lot to talk about. I oh have, yeah. Yeah, I've done a full book report <laughs> as I as I tend to do. But uh, I'm ready to talk about this because there's a lot going on in this movie and so much. Yeah. Watching it twice yeah. in a row really helped um, me catch a <laughs> yeah, lot of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, speak to me. Uh, we've got uh, studio logos and all that stuff. All that good stuff. I like the like little monkey paw um, logo, mm. by the way. Very cool claymation style. That's just neither here yeah. nor there. I just remembered that. I just liked it. Um, <laughs> People screamed like- at that logo when we saw it after Get Out because- um, it's stirring a, a teacup and hitting the sides, like oh, the, um, yeah. the hypnosis and get out. And people were like, obviously had just got over that and were reminded <laughs> of it. It was so furious. Getting hit again. Damn. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So we get like a little um, like opening s- scrawl of information about there being abandoned tunnels underneath the United States um mm. sewer systems and subway systems and things like that that have just been left abandoned um i imagine this is true in most um like english speaking and the foreign countries and all kinds of stuff like i think this is everywhere it's not just limited to the united states but whatever um mm. it, it's an interesting factoid and uh i guess 
good groundwork. It's just a strange little fact to throw at you at the start of the movie, which I liked yeah. as well. Yeah. It's very American that there's so many tunnels, many of which serve no purpose. Yeah. But um, New York only has two water water pipes, and they're both ancient. Oh, my God. That seems yeah, there's like- there's only two pipes that supply all the water to New York. That doesn't seem like a good plan. Oh, my gosh. No. Oh, well, who's making that movie? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need we need a, a couple of um, plumbers to get onto that. <laughs> I've got Ooh. just the crew. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we get uh, yeah we go into breathe and then um, we're watching a CRT TV establishing that we're in um, 1986 and mm. there's a weather bulletin on screen about a coming storm um, and this is also the first uh, incidence of the number eleven being uh used a lot 11 takes uh is a recurring motif in this movie 11 and 11 11 especially um so yeah like they use it a hell of a lot and this is our first uh hit of that um and then that immediately cuts to an advertisement for the upcoming hands across america fundraising event um which will become important as well all this, I like all this, like, symbolism is all super important and mm. um, it's a heavily, like, layered and detailed film for all this stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Jordan Peele said, like, everything is intentional in this film unless you didn't like it and then it was unintentional. <laughs> Great quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's coming up, uh, raising uh, money for uh, hunger and things like that in poverty um mm. and then we get an ad for uh santa cruz beach and boardwalk uh fun and festivities and we cut from this advertisement to that um mm. we see a family uh with uh a, just a mum and a dad and a child a, a young girl at this like fairly intense nighttime fun fair at um santa cruz california reminding me a lot of um the uh, <laughs> awful place from um, Big, where the <laughs> yeah, where where he he got all big. Remember? Um, yeah, yeah. Just don't go to fun fairs in the middle of the night in America. That's just not. I don't think you should do that. It seems like bad stuff happens. Um, it's definitely like prime horror territory, right? Mm. Um, spooky fun fair at night. Uh, I hate yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got a dad uh, playing like funfair games and winning prizes for his daughter, um, who seems like pretty despondent and not interested. And uh, she's she's wearing a, a Hands Across America T-shirt, which I like as a little detail as well. Um, yeah. And uh, she gets gifted a Thriller T-shirt from this uh, uh, prize booth. Again, the prize is number 11. Um which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, the th- I don't really understand what the thriller connection is. Maybe like zombies, I guess, or like just horror as a thing. Ah, uh, so I don't, we're going to have to, yeah, like there'll be spoilers here. We're going to have to spoil it as we go. Yeah. Cause uh, it's just, it's so rich. What is ending up to happen? Yeah. 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 And like, yeah. So I think it's mostly just to explain the kind of visual of the, um, of what the tethered will dress like, the okay. jumpsuit, the sure. single glove. But yeah, there's a lot of um, talk about, oh, you can tell I spent the next day 
uh, just reading articles after mm. I first saw this movie. Well, that's right. But there was a lot of talk about how Michael Jackson was like the patron saint of duality. And wow. You could read that in good and bad ways. Sure. Um, yeah. But I think also, yeah, to get mostly, I think, for the wardrobe and then also to get the kind of spooky idea, you get the idea that she's very easily scared pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. The idea that she'd be scared of her own t-shirt is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we go from here into um, On the Run and the, the family's wandering around. They go, the dad goes and plays whack-a-mole and um, the mum wanders off to go to the bathroom. And she, uh, the young girl is left to her own devices and just sort of wanders off because she's sick of watching her dad or whatever. And so, she's wandering <laughs> through um, the fun fair and wanders past a guy who's carrying a sign with a religious uh, a Bible verse printed on it, Jeremiah 11, 11, which yeah. I have in front of me, if you want me to read it. Um, oh, of course. You're just getting it out of your hotel Bible, right? Yeah, yeah. As, as next to my pistol in, in my bedside drawer, <laughs> I, I will pull out the King James and read thus. Um, okay. <laughs> Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold... I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Which is rough stuff, honestly. Um, (laughs) In context, uh, in the Bible, this is uh, God saying uh, that he's decrying the actions of the tribe of Judah um, for following uh, pagan religions and not following the path of God. And saying that there will be an evil brought upon them, uh, like a retribution that is coming. And it's formless and like unexplained as well, which is interesting. He's also saying that it's like too late. Uh, uh, In general, though, in context of the film, I think that this is like tapping into the fear of the unknown and, Mm. and how like society has gone too far already. Like... It's too late to fix what has happened, I think, is the idea from this yeah. verse. Um, but yeah. yeah, something great will come and change everything. Yeah. Besides yeah. the, like, uh, sweet palindrome, again, of the, like, 11-11 mm. recurring here. Um, God, was there any greater high when you were a kid than looking at a digital clock and seeing 11-11? Pretty good, yeah. Or, like, 1, 2, yeah. 3, 4, also strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I remember I wasted eleven eleven on the eleventh of November twenty eleven. Like I just missed oh, no. it, and then the second time it happened, I was asleep. Brutal. And yeah, I think I went to class the next day or that Monday, and so everyone was like, "Did you make a wish on eleven eleven? What did everyone do?" And I was just like, "Ah, oh, oops." Just having a snooze, waiting for <laughs> yeah. the world to change. <sighs> Um, yeah, so she goes down, um, past this guy and into a hall of mirrors, uh, Mm. ride, which is, uh, themed around native American vision quest and is titled, um, find yourself, uh, which is prophetic and cool. Um, and yeah, there's a big old spooky owl in here (laughs) coming out of the wall, which is just like a fun comedic moment. I love this little spooky boy. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's the only jump scare in this film as well, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he comes out of nowhere and makes a loud sound. I guess that counts, yeah. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so she gets lost in this mirror maze and um, the power cuts out all of a sudden 
and she's like kind of freaked out trying to find the exit. And yeah, we get the crash sound right as the um, power winks out, which is nice and on the yeah. run. And so she's like looking around in silence uh, and then the clocks go off when she starts to whistle. I believe she's whistling Itsy Bitsy Spider. Um, mm. And she hears an echoing whistle in reply to hers, which is upsetting. And yeah, she like approaches or like backs up to a reflection which is facing the wrong way yeah and you're like oh that's not good (laughs) and then yeah we see her turn around to look and her eyes widen and then we get a cut to the um opening titles of this movie which are really strange until you find out what's going on like this makes no sense this cut and you're like what um it's a slow zoom out from a rabbit uh, who's just chilling in a cage. And then we see that there's a wall of rabbits chilling in cages um, in a strange, like, classroom style Mm. setup. And you're like, what the fuck is this? I don't understand. (laughs) There's, like, weird chanting that's happening in the soundtrack that we don't get to hear. Um, But, yeah, this is the weird bit (laughs) for for the start (laughs) of this movie. I was like, what is going on? uh, it is syncing quite well with those like dread drums. Yeah, that the opening. Us by Pink Floyd. Yeah, the the time intro coming in, mm. working real well. Um, not a bad sync. Um, yeah. Did you notice it's eleven by eleven um, rows as well, like eleven columns of rabbits and eleven rows? I did not notice that, but that rules, oh. man. Yeah, so smart. And Bunny's ears look like little elevens. Yeah, a fresh Gareth one. No, I like it. <laughs> um, and yeah, we. Cut to present day in the future. Here we go. Um, and we got a, a family going on holiday um, again. Uh, and this, the, it's the girl from earlier who has grown up into mm. uh, Adelaide, Addie Wilson um, and the Wilson family here. Um, and she, the rest of the family is all uh, coming along. They've got a uh, husband, Gabe um, or Gabriel, I guess. And, um, her daughter Zora and her son Jason who are out here um and yeah they're going to Santa Cruz for the holidays because they've got a holiday house out here presumably from when um Adelaide's family were out here previously you know yeah yeah um and yeah they're just uh hanging out they arrive and then hang out at the dinner table and we get some like fairly extraneous info about the family the daughter is a um track star in the making she's like a runner Mm. uh but doesn't really want to continue with it is just sort of engrossed in her phone all the time and not really interested in anything um and the uh jason is wanting to do like a magic trick with a strange little spark thing like he strikes this little thing and it makes sparks appear but he can't get it to work and He's also like swearing in front of his parents and all kinds of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, they make, he makes a really interesting comment um, just in the dialogue of the film where he says um, when he gets the finger pointed at him uh, for swearing, he says, if you're pointing a finger, there are three fingers pointing back at yourself, um, which I think is like the director talking about the themes of the movie, maybe. Um, oh, Yeah. Yeah, like the yeah. I just I can't like unobjectively. I can't objectively hear that saying, 
because it just brings me back to a principal saying it when I was in intermediate school Damn. to like everyone. And all our tiny minds just exploded. <laughs> he's like, like, whoa, he's scolding us, but he's so smart. He's got the, he knows about fingers. He's so clever. Yeah. I never noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they followed us with some blatant hitchhiker's thumb um, erasure by saying that your thumb doesn't point back at you. But, I mean, I'll have you know that my scary <laughs> horror movie <laughs> thumb is pointing right back at me when whoa. I point. That's impressive. Ugh. Mine, like, points... Oh, I guess if I'm, like, pointing... No. It's like pointing at the sky more so than anything else. Yeah. yeah. I can't get my thumb to point straight up. It either has to point all the way back at me, shaming me as I point. Or I have to, like, <laughs> oh, no. point it forward, like Bill Clinton giving a thumbs up. Oh, no. There's no yeah. way you win out of that scenario. <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah. So, we get great gig um, perfectly starting up. As we go into a flashback um, of young Eddie, mm. who is um, post this traumatic experience in the um, mirror maze and isn't speaking at all. Um, and uh, her parents are really worried about her and have taken her to a child psychologist. And we get this uh, scene playing out as young child Eddie is watching through a mirror, um, which is, again, great. Um, mm. Just good set design and everything um and another fun little detail here is that she is perfectly arranging um the animals in a big like sand pit into a perfect line um yes which is great um and yeah uh we get the chorus of great gig like coming in the like the singers coming in uh when the dad like tries to show some affection to her but she gives basically nothing back it's quite heartbreaking um Oh, yeah. Yeah. We cut back to the prison and um, Gabriel is trying to encourage Eddie to go out to the beach. But she is like, she hasn't told him about this horrible thing that happened in her past. And, mm. and is saying, uh, he's saying that it's like a waste of uh, this nice holiday house that they have if they never go to the beach or the attractions of the boardwalk. And But she doesn't want to go because of that experience there but can't really justify it without explaining it um and so eventually she agrees and they'll go as a family um and then we get a couple of minor other things where like the sister and brother are like messing with each other jason wears this little um uh werewolf mask i guess he looks kind of like chewbacca yeah (laughs) um but uh, he hides in a little cupboard and freaks out Zora before getting locked in a, a cupboard himself, a different, like a different cupboard, which he had jammed a little ambulance into. Again, the ambulance like tied in from here. Oh my god! So smart, fucking hell. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. Meanwhile, under uh, in the basement, uh, Eddie is again reminiscing about her childhood. She sees uh, mm. like a bar. And uh, enormous mirror for practicing uh, ballet down here. Yeah. Because she was a dancer uh, growing up and I guess into adulthood as well. I think that was what what her profession was. But um, anyway, before becoming a mum, maybe. And Mm, yeah. uh, Also, uh, Gabe has bought a terrible, shitty boat 
um, like just a outboard motor on the back of a piece of metal called the Craw Daddy, <laughs> yeah. which is such a great name. The boat, both boats in this movie have hilarious names. Um, oh, what's the other boat? It's called the B Yacht with yachts oh, yes, in the middle which is oh. hilarious there's a lot of like humor injected into this movie which i really appreciated um yeah. just cuts through the tension uh right when you need it it's usually in dialogue mm. but then there's a lot of like minor uh visual ones as well it helped me um yeah and kind of once you realize what the like once you kind of realize what you know what we kind of see like why the baddies look like this and what their mm. plan is there is like a humor in that as well like a dark, oh yeah like oh that's we'll get to it but yeah that's yeah yeah there's a reason there's a reason 25 year old gareth would watch these sketches eating his dinner and then go for a walk you know? <laughs> the man knows comedy he knows what he's doing all right even <laughs> then um mm. yeah um jordan peele has said but i couldn't find this quote again okay I'm sure i read it he said that the boat isn't a metaphor. He just wanted um, the family to have a boat. But then someone did point out that a crawdaddy is a type of like crustacean that can essentially clone itself. Wow. So it's like, ah, oh, you just couldn't help yourself, mate. Clever. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I do, I do like that um, he buy, he's got this boat and we see this as money starts up and we're getting into... Yes, yeah. um, they're heading down to the beach to meet a family who is obsessed with money and status. Um, who uh, I can't remember their last name, but we're going down there um, at the moment. But we've got a couple of few mm. other things to cover off. Um, as they before they arrive at the beach, there's a some kind of like crime scene with the ambulance on the side of the road where an old man is being wheeled into an ambulance. After being what looks like he was brutally attacked by something. He's like yeah. scarred up and bloody. And um, I don't know if you can tell from here, but it is the guy from the um, who was holding the Bible verse sign from the start yeah. of the movie. Same guy um, who's being wheeled in. I don't know if you can. I think it, it does linger on him and you can probably put it together if you like think about it at this stage. But I don't know. Um, either way, he's getting wheeled in. It's definitely not a first watch thing you'll realize. Yeah. I think. Oh, that sounded pretentious, but you know, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's fair, you know. Um, yeah. so yeah. We, Who's watching a film and figuring that out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we get to the beach and yeah, we catch up mm. with some fairly fun characters, Josh and Kitty, as yeah. played by Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss, who are both just having the best fucking time in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It is so fun watching these guys just like be really unhinged later on in the film mm. oh they are loving it um but anyway they are loving these roles too the um their beach going personas here um and they have uh twin daughters as well uh becca and Lindsay, who mm. have <laughs> well chosen names and uh yeah they're just like basically like a, a vapid rich family um we get a couple of like minor things josh has like a nicer boat than gabe and is like flexing that 
and yeah, he's got the flare gun. Yeah, um, the ultimate flex. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kitty is just like drinking rosé, like thousands of glasses of it, and um, <laughs> has gotten a facelift to appear younger. So you know, she's I don't know. I think like it, the movie isn't like saying that these things are um, like reprehensible. It's saying that they are trivial and mm. like not worth obsessing over to the degree that these characters do i think is the idea um yeah i don't even think there's that much judgment i think they're just like i don't know because the movies i guess sort of it's about privilege yeah but like it's not like i think a weaker movie would have made these guys way worse and way oh, more, yeah like way more one-dimensional and maybe had the other characters kind of judge them but yeah everyone's yeah, they definitely like, seem too mean. Yeah, they seem like real people. Like they don't seem like awful oh, yeah. to be around or whatever. You know, they aren't like caricatures. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I'll tell you though, watching this and being in a lockdown, I just miss oh. going to the beach and hanging out with people I don't like. <laughs> like that is fair. I'm stuck here hanging out with people I do like that I live with. <laughs> it's just like, oh, <laughs> give me a jerk. Just give me what sand me between my toes out on the yeah. beach. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I, it, I, I can't. I can't knock it, Gareth. As someone who has the capability <laughs> to go to the beach, I, I'm, I'm flexing on you like Tim Heidecker right now. Um, uh. I did go to the beach this weekend. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what? Sorry. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> it's barely even beach weather. It was, it was quite nice. It was it was a nice time, and it was yeah. I'm sorry. I don't I don't want to. That's all right. I don't want to be inflicted with a, a punishment from God for doing this. But <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, the yeah the the daughters are also like I guess nasty to Jason here by saying that he's like childish and playing with toys, um, mm. not grown up, and they also say that Zora is like like saying that she's dumb for not wanting to go in the water and she just wants to like hang out on land um and yeah we also see that the um the hall of mirrors in the background here on the on the beach at the waterfront has been rebranded over time to depict a wizard rather than uh a native american uh which is a good call but uh, like a, yeah. a, a great touch that like they they realized that probably not okay <laughs> mm. um but yeah it still has the creepy owl because that's a familiar oh, yeah. of a wizard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's fine um yeah we go into us and them and we get like a kind of uh misdirect where we think jason is gonna wander off towards this um mm. uh hall of mirrors uh but he just um it's just go he just goes to the bathroom and then emerges and sees a very strange sight. There's a guy standing with arms outstretched in the middle of the beach, facing away from camera um, in like a big overcoat. And you can see like a little uh, hint of the red jumpsuit underneath. Um, it's not like overt here, which is interesting. Um, but he is, uh, he also has blood dripping down his hand and we don't see his face or anything like that. Um, mm. and it's not clear what's going on. It's just a creepy scene. Um, and yeah. And at this point it's, uh, uh, Eddie realizes that Jason is missing and like runs off to find him and then like massively overreacts that he had wandered off here at the beach. Um, 
like panicked that he was going to get like captured or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, also minor note, there's, um, a thing about coincidences in this movie, like things lining up, um, too well, this movie like sort of walks the line between being like a not at all supernatural thing and sometimes a supernatural thing. Like it mm. talks about like the soul and things like that being real, but and co- these spooky coincidences happening um, as sort of a mystical element, but none of that's really explained. It's just like a cool spooky thing that happens. Like, um, yeah, like they <coughs> could all just be coincidences. Yeah, and also the tethered arising yeah but like it could also be you know it's like a the symbol balance has been thrown off so the universe is trying to correct itself with more balance maybe yeah something cool like that yeah i think that's like what the movie's trying to say it's trying to like have this be a harbinger of the tethered right um yeah yeah um yeah like a uh frisbee lands perfectly on the spot of a uh um picnic blanket here and mm. like yeah, all the eleven eleven symbolism and things like that as well. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah, the bloody frisbee's red as well, and it covers up the thing it's replacing. Yeah, pretty good. Ugh. Yeah, um, but yeah, we get uh, the family get taken home and get tucked up into bed. Uh, the the kids do, and yeah, there's a bit of discussion about how she was worried about him getting Jason getting taken away. And um, Jason's done a terrifying drawing of what he saw on the yeah. on the beach that never comes up again. <laughs> it's just like another spooky <laughs> thing. Um, but I do like it. Uh, I love that he just like, she's like, who's this? And he just shrugs. Like, uh-huh. he, had, he does that a lot, actually. And that like, they try and it's like a recurring thing for, his, for Jason's character where he just like shrugs off whatever situation is happening um, yeah. by just going like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's interesting for a horror movie character to act that way. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, Eddie tells uh, Gabe that she wants to leave early. She's really worried about what's been going on, about all these coincidences that are happening. And she says she doesn't feel like herself um, as we go into any color you like. Mm. And then, um yeah, she's, she finally tells Gabe about her childhood experience here. And I feel like this is the catalyst for the rest of the movie kicking off. It's, like, important that she does say here and, like, let's yeah. slip this piece. Um, yeah, she recounts the story of um, seeing a girl who looked exactly like her in the Hall of Mirrors um, and being, like, terrified out of her mind. Um and she's worried that the that same girl is out there and coming for her. Um, scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, they're, they're talking about that, and they're like, "Well, that's yeah, it's it's fine. Um, I I would be able to <laughs> knock you out <laughs> if need be," <laughs> which is such a weird thing to say for a husband. But anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's at this point that the horror starts. Uh, the power yeah. cuts to the house. And um, Jason very quickly appears in the doorway saying that there is a strange family standing in the driveway. And indeed there is. There is uh, four uh, people, uh, a family holding hands um, and just standing at the top of the driveway uh, facing us. And it's very upsetting. (laughs) Um, 
Gay. I just love any horror movie that announces its big event that chill. Yeah. Like, it's just a kid, like, there's a family in the driveway, or... I generally, I feel like there's a lot more examples, but I'm trapped only on Scary Movie 3 going, <laughs> the TV's leaking. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's it doesn't, because that is, like, an appropriate reaction. It's just like, oh, mm. yeah, there's some, like, weird people in the driveway. It's It's not like immediately horrifying it's just strange and unusual and worth mm. reporting to your parents um yeah but yeah um <laughs> anyway gabe it's a sink floyd tip is tell your parents if there's a family outside yeah they probably want to yeah. know they might know more yeah um <laughs> uh but yeah <laughs> to tell your parents that's uh that's where we've come to with a like <laughs> We're in 1986 PSA here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Even if you don't live with them, just tell them. Yeah. Just just give them a call. Hey, there's a family yeah. in my driveway. What should I do? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Gabe goes out there to like encourage them to leave as we go into uh, brain damage. And uh, they just sort of stand there. Nothing really happens. Eddie is very panicked and calls 911, but they kind of brush it off as nothing unusual. Like nothing's actually happened here. It's like, there's a family in the driveway. Like that isn't worth calling emergency services about. Um, Goodbye. Uh, We do brain, uh, not uh, well, brain damage and Pink Floyd are aware of what is going on though, because they sing out that the lunatics are on the grass and then in my home um Mm -hmm. you know uh can't get much more on the nose than that Uh, (laughs) and yeah um gabe gabe grabs a baseball bat and like tries again to get them to leave um and it's at this point that this scary family uh springs into action just like hitting off in four different directions which is scary in of itself um Mm -hmm. uh like in different ways as well like the the girl just runs off the the young boy like turned like starts scuttling like a crab (laughs) into the undergrowth um and the like the big guy just starts shuffling forward zombie like it's like ugh. um and yeah we get into a eclipse and they are breaking into the house uh the dad is trying to like knock the door in and then um the the mum of the family uh, just unlocks the door with the hidden key that's in the rock outside yeah. that you got from sky mall um <laughs> you know the one um and then yeah uh the, the like the big dad guy forces his way in and like steals the bat in the process which is impressive <laughs> just through yeah. a like half closed door um, and then, yeah, like gives Gabe's leg a big old smack with the baseball bat. And then, yeah, right on the like dark side of the moon, the family are all coming into the house. And then we go into like absolute silence. Yeah. The uh, dark side of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming in. Um, and they, yeah, the fam- the the Wilson family get cornered into sitting on the couch and the, the, um, their counterparts as we find out uh stand in front of them um they mm. are perfect doppelgangers of the family members um except twisted versions um yeah as we will come to find out um <clears throat> and it's so good because we're starting our like doppelganger of the first play of the album yeah right? And we sure yeah. are. <laughs> like I'm not I haven't been like in love with the sinks, but no. I'm like, you know, that's just 
our side of the world might not have been in sync. Maybe these tethered, you yeah. know, they're actually the ones who sync with Pink Floyd. Maybe. To Maybe. this point, like, we haven't had too many, but yes, perhaps more. Mm. Um, yes. So this, um, from here on, it's, this movie is difficult to write um, notes on and that there are copies of characters. Whenever I refer to <laughs> these doppelgangers, I tend to say the copy of the character that, so like copy of Addie for example, here. Oh, did you not notice? They do the have scri- names. I mean, in the credits, they're all named, even the ones you don't see. Yeah, the, it is great. It is a nice touch. They do all have names. It's just that I didn't catch most of them in my notes. Um, That's fair, yeah. Uh, yeah, presented in the credits is awesome because they have um, where the characters play, uh, where the, sorry, the actors play two separate characters. The doppelganger is written in red. Um, yeah. Which is great. Like, that's just a good touch. Um <clears throat> What do you reckon your tethered's name would be? Oh, I don't want to think about that, pretty Gareth. Old, tiny. <laughs> you don't want to? No. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Probably Alejandro, uh, what I named my horrific skeleton companion, honestly. But yeah, <clears throat> he'll come alive. I love drip feeding the skeleton news to our listeners as yeah, well. I think that's the first time we've said his name. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, man? Um, I don't know. I was trying to think of a fun, like, what's your tethered name get generator? <laughs> and the best I got is like, what's your granddad's middle name? Oh, so mine God. would be Edwin. Russell. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works, actually. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm scared oh. of Russell now. Gosh. Russell's a great oh, spooky name because yeah. it implies, you know, a scary sound. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> of bushes. Yeah. Boogie boogie. <laughs> um, and do you think you could beat your tethered if they came? Hell no. Absolutely no, not. They have been planning for years to kill me. I'm screwed. Like, <laughs> I am woefully underprotected. <laughs> <laughs> like they will they will get me immediately i'll i'll go down yeah. so fast um yeah Same. what about you even you... if i like tried to get fit you'd know it'll be down there getting fit as well like following exactly everything i do it does everything that you do but it also has the advantage of knowing that this conflict is coming like yeah you know like that sucks <laughs> that is a great yeah. antagonist um uh also, it really comes down to if the amount of protein in meat has been exaggerated by big corporates or not. Yeah. Because, like, I obviously, obviously, obviously to you, I haven't eaten meat in, like, 10 years. Yeah. Meanwhile, my tethered would be down there. Every time I'm eating a little cake, he's just eating a rabbit. So he yeah. might be swole off his sweet rabbit protein. <laughs> I don't know. It's unclear. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> one of the like minor gripes i have with this film is that the rabbit thing is super weird but anyway we'll get there um yeah that's a good point uh but we'll get there we'll we'll get there yeah Yeah. um yes uh so this this copy um tells a story about a young girl and a shadow that are connected or tethered together and this is a true story baby um and uh, they too live a mirrored life where the girl enjoys happiness and um, all the joys of the earth are above ground. And meanwhile, underground, the shadow lives a terrible, tortured existence, mm. um, like a cruel, uh, 
like flip side of what is happening above ground. Um, there she describes uh, the um, the other doppelgangers here. Like Gabe's counterpart is this huge brutish zombie like man. Um, Zora's counterpart is like a terrifying, smiling like sadist. I guess yeah. is her thing. Um, and Jason has like a fire loving gremlin boy yeah. <laughs> with like a sock mask instead of a mm. um like wolf mask. Um, yeah, yeah. I love how much um Adelaide's tethered Red seems to hate her tethered husband. Oh yeah, like she's like the girl got to marry the prince, whereas the her shadow married Abraham. <laughs> she just like <laughs> like write a sitcom about those two, honestly. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Abraham. It is very like parts of the story I have omitted for being p- perhaps too dark. Like yeah, like the the thing with Ab- like being forced into a relationship because your counterpart above ground and this like twisted relationship that they have um does so that's so dark like having to do all these things because like someone above you is controlling you puppet master style like that is horrifying um oh yeah scariest one of the scariest parts of this film and like i mean for during my little walk today i thought about it and like Let's say I got on a plane. Mm-hmm. These guys can't get on planes because we see them like, you know, if they're trying to use, like, if someone's on a, trying to use any kind of machinery, they just mime it. They just so, act like, it I'll out, probably, yeah. Yeah, if I, like, flew somewhere, then this poor tethered would just have to walk it and then eventually catch up with me. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, or just, like, I don't know, stay where I was unless I've been away too long and then start walking it. yeah. It's not clear how yeah. it works, but, you know, you don't want to no. think too much about it, I guess. Um, no, it's interesting because it invites you to. It's like, yeah. I think it does a really good job of just telling enough of the story. Yeah. That you're like, you're satisfied with the movie. It doesn't feel like a plot hole. They're like, no, no. How did the tethered know, like, to attack in Santa Cruz? Sure. It's probably, yeah. It just kind of like. It's yeah, just how it, it goes, you know? I don't know. There's got to be a good metaphor somewhere for it. Like, you got to. You're seeing just enough. Yeah. To... No, that sounds so creepy. Don't use that metaphor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Where are you from? What's a metaphor? <laughs> what is a metaphor? I think I've just finally broken on this podcast. Oh, 76, no. 77 episodes in. Oh, well. That's uh, all right. 77, though, looks like 11. Oh, yeah, true. Another. He saved it. Another dark mirror. A black mirror. Um, oh. Oh. Um, yeah, so it's a very awful, horrific story that gets told, and it's well delivered mm. in this, like, uh, we can't hear it on this playthrough, but I did in my clean one. Um, she's got this raspy, like, cut, like, uh, like choked voice that she mm. delivers all her dialogue in, in her um, doppelganger form, as if she, like, hasn't spoken for years or something. Um, yeah. it's horrible. Like it, it makes it all the worse. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, this story, uh, culminates in, um, the shadows realization that they were being tested by God and, uh, that their time would soon come. Um, uh, Gabe interrupts the end of the story asking like, 
uh, wanting to like bargain with them and like, I'll mm. give you the boat, I'll give you the uh, all my money or whatever, we'll go to an ADM. Goes nowhere. That's not what they're here for. Um, and he asked them who they are and they say, we're Americans, which is such a good line. <laughs> it's so good. So evocative. Um, yeah. Also, Pink Floyd, the lyric just before she says we're Americans yeah. is get your passports ready. Hey, nice. Um, but yeah, so Eddie is instructed to handcuff handcuff herself to the table here and um, does so reluctantly. And then the family members are split off from the group to be tormented and attacked by their doubles, basically. Um, mm. Yeah, Gabe is dragged outside over broken glass over the uh, crash sound, which I hated. I hate anything to do yeah. with, with glass. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Zora runs out on the street being pursued by her double, like in a foot race, which is it works mm. for, for her, you know, um, as all the clocks are going off. And uh, yeah, um, Gabe is in his... Um, uh, confrontation he like is just sort of edging away from this like huge man and trying to speak to him but he can only like bark like shout at him he doesn't have, know any words or anything he just sort of screams at him um, and yeah he gets knocked out yeah. and taken away to god knows where um, we'll find out in a bit um, uh, Jason is instructed to go and play with his double and Eddie like gives him a hint to show him one of his tricks, which is like a Home Alone style trap thing. Um, mm. And yeah, this leads the two boys to hide in a closet, which um, we've seen Jason do before. It's cool that, that like everyone is doing their thing, basically, except I guess for <laughs> um, Gabe, <laughs> who just sort of gets beaten up. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they hide in the closet and um, Jason sees that his double like mirrors his movements um, when he's not acting independently. Um, uh, he will mirror Jason's movements like exactly um, mm. and is obsessed with fire and so enjoys this little spark um, magic toy thing. It's not clear why the obsession with fire comes through for this character, but I think it's just tied to this magic trick, but I don't really know. Um, I think so, yeah, because the magic trick's supposed to make a little flame, I think. Yeah, make a little spark. And it's just incredibly heartbreaking that every time it failed for Jason, it worked on his David. Yeah. And that's why he's like, oh. That's why he's fucked up, yeah, because he reveals, he lifts up his mask as part of this mirroring exercise and reveals, yeah, (laughs) like a horribly burned lower half of his face because he was doing these sparks, like, very close to his own face and... Mm. It never worked, but yeah, for the mirror, it always did. And he, yeah, lit his face on fire multiple times. Yeah. Horrible. Um, yeah. Uh, Pink Floyd is singing You Missed the Starting Gun as we see Zora's double has been waiting to pursue on foot and then uh, immediately starts her foot race because she yeah. she missed the starting gun for this race, but is still quietly confident. Um <laughs> Uh, anyway, she catches up incredibly quickly, like appearing from behind a car, <laughs> like mm. very spooky. Um, and Zora narrowly avoids um, getting killed and stabbed. I forgot, I haven't mentioned, 
all these doppelgangers carry scissors, like enormous oh, yeah. metal scissors as a recurring motif. They also ha- all have like biker gloves on one hand. I don't know what that's about. Um, yeah, like a one leather glove and big but, red jumpsuits. Yeah, and uh, scissors. does get explained, but oh, I'm just- I'm Okay. Holding that- That explanation is so rich that it's just- It's going to be a little dessert. All right. You hit me up with that yeah. at the end because I don't know what that's about. So, um, oh, I'm very excited. No. But yeah, she avoids um, getting killed because this guy, like, comes out to <laughs> see what the fuck's going oh, on with yeah. his car. And yeah, he just gets- brutally killed um yeah it's like achilles tendon sliced it's rough um yeah for no fault of his own presumably his doubles out there somewhere just like oh, <laughs> his okay. double turns up and it's like oh oh man um <laughs> I <had> one job <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah eddie asks what it is that the double doubles want and she only gets we want to take our time basically is what the the double says in response um mm. And yeah, she pushes her head against this um, table, uh, which is made of glass. So we see her face reflected in it. And then, um, uh, yeah, it's it starts cracking. And yeah, the day of this day of reckoning that is happening is dubbed the untethering. Um, at least the tethered have strong branding. I'm not. I'm going to give them oh, that. Oh heck yeah! Um, the meetings they must have had. Like, yeah, they've been planning this a, a while, so it does make sense. They've been workshopping it for literally years. Um, <laughs> the thing is, we even see their mood board later. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's so good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Gabe is um, in the back of the boat of his boat, um, trapped in a garbage bag, about to be. I guess tossed over overboard to drown. Um, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> a funny moment where the boat engine cuts out like it did earlier, and uh, the double just has to smack it very like slow and rigidly <laughs> um, <laughs> to try and get it started again, like we saw earlier. It's just it's just a good like there's just these little comedy bits in here that keep you from yeah. getting too spooked, you know. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he knocks the double, he escapes the bag and knocks his double into the water, but he falls in himself. So we sort of get yeah. like a Jaws kind of scenario here <laughs> where you're out in the open water. And this boat's just taking off by itself as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he manages to um, get back up onto the boat and then shreds his double in the propeller of the boat's engine yeah. uh which is rough stuff but you know uh that's how you do it you got to take care of it uh yeah this happens also like right at the end of the track which i was a big fan of um yeah, yeah. cutting back to jason um yeah he gets the spark of his magic trick to finally work um and this distracts the and shocks the double so much it lets him lock uh the double inside like he was locked inside at the start of the film um mm. or earlier in the film during anyway. the same song as well yeah nice um oh, yeah a, 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 another double um hey. a, yeah uh eddie's double uh goes to um to to find and free herself after she like so eddie's double goes to free um jason's double basically Mm. and um she uses this chance to escape using a fire poker like leveraging her way out of um this uh handcuff situation fire poker 
is the weapon of choice for this movie, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. Gets a hell of a lot of use. Has more <laughs> options come up later, but like fire poker is locked and loaded for Eddie. This is her choice, <laughs> you know? Fair enough. Um, fair play. Yeah. That's the only way to beat scissors in rock, paper, scissors. I guess so. Surprise. Fire, fire poker. poker. You just stick one arm out very far in front of you and go fire <laughs> yeah. poker. And everyone's like, well, I can't beat that, I guess. Yeah. Got me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the double sort of gets distracted and starts wandering around the house. We see her like slice off the head of a, a toy rabbit that belonged to mm. Eddie. Um, I don't really understand why this is going on. It's just like more creepiness. Um, yeah, I guess jealousy. Yeah, like, maybe. Oh, you got to have soft rabbits. Yeah, I had spiky, horrible, real, real rabbits or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the family, uh, the the Wilson family, the good family, reunite um, outside <laughs> the house. They all come together uh, after escaping their doppelgangers and then, yeah, run down to the dock and escape on the family boat. Thank goodness. They get away. Mm. And that's the end of the film. No. Um, <laughs> we go uh, from here. We get into money yet again as we see Kitty and Josh's house. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who are just sort of milling about, um, bickering with one another, um, hanging out. We get, uh, what is the song they put on here? Good Vibrations. Um mm. Which is the soundtrack of this movie is lit, by the way. It's really good. Oh yeah. Um but, Yeah, Pink Floyd. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my god. It's Dark Side of the Moon. Really Have you heard this album? It's crazy. Um <laughs> But yeah. Uh they're just sort of messing around with each other, uh, because Kitty see- thinks she sees something outside and yeah, uh Josh turns it into a joke. And then we cut to outside the house, looking in through the windows, and we see like like the that one shot in the bling ring. <laughs> exactly and um we get uh all these uh these guys get summarily executed by their doubles very quickly um Mm. and yeah like the doubles even stand in the same places that the people were standing in before which is a nice touch um yeah like they take the their spots in the scene um and yeah uh (laughs) It's it's weird having Pink Floyd money instead of Good Vibrations uh, lyrics. Yeah, seeing the lyrics screen. appear as subtitles yeah. and like it being completely out. Always weird. Um, mm. Yeah. So yeah, Kitty is still alive and tries to crawl along the floor. Asks the Siri equivalent, like a little robot uh, thing, to call the police, but it just in a, a quirk of fate uh switches the music to fuck the police by nwa <laughs> yeah um which again very weird to see the lyrics of when pink floyd money yeah. is playing yeah because this just plays over the following scene the entirety of this track which is pretty yeah. sick in the actual movie seeing the stuff yeah. playing with fuck the police playing in the background i was like man this is cool <laughs> this is, this is our second movie as well with uh Fuck the police and during the second Pink Floyd playthrough. Yeah. Um, the first being 21 Jump Street. This nice. is also our second movie where a dad dabs in the first 20 minutes after, <laughs> um, after Space Jam and New Legacy. Man, I was hoping you were going to say 21 Jump Street again. <laughs> uh, nah, that movie, you know, pre-dabbing. All right, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's, what That's how I rule cinema. This yeah. Pre and post-dab era. Yes dabbing dad era um yeah 
yeah. So the Wilsons uh, rock up to this house to try and find some shelter. But when Eddie goes to investigate, she's pulled inside by all these doubles. And mm-hmm. um, the Josh double uh, comes down to have a scrap against Gabe. I'd love to what Tim Heidecker is doing here. <laughs> He's being like overly creepy, but also like this goofy dad at the same time. Yeah. Which is hysterical acting. Like he is yeah. in his element. Uh, it is perfect Heidecker. Like earlier he does the, um, when, when he's about to kill Elizabeth Moss's um, kitty. Real yeah. He does that amazing, like reach out, reaches out his hand and then pulls it back to wipe his hair. Oh, so clean. Oh. So good. My favorite bit of this uh, fight, I'm just going to cover it all off here because they end up yeah, yeah. fighting on the boat um, with the flare gun and all that, um, lighting it spookily. But I just love when he gets on the boat and puts his hands on his hips and looks around like, oh, oh, <laughs> like just classic dad pose. So funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. And it's like what you're saying. It's a joke that makes sense. Yeah. Because- because it's this a mirror. Tethered has just been, yeah, he's just been copying dorky old Tim Heidegger. Yeah, like this is just who he is. He's doing this, like, he's this mm. twisted re- version of the same guy. So, of course, he acts this way. It's very funny. Oh. Um, that would be, that would probably kill me. The shame of seeing my twisted version do what I do will kill me before <laughs> my swole off as rabbit meat self kills me. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's just seeing the... his stupid little dances he does when he <laughs> thinks no one's around. Oh, <laughs> damn! Yeah, the the true horror is being perceived. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there we go. That's the truth of us. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> while this is happening, um, we get into us and them. Uh, the the song, not the this part of the movie, um, but um, mm. yeah, where the kids are coming in to save save the day over fuck the police, uh, so they are out here like brutally murdering these um, doubles with NWA playing in the background. Yeah, um, yeah, they kill the uh, Zora kills both twins with a golf club, um, and mm. just yeah, just starts like hacking away at one of them, which is rough. Um, and yeah, Eddie is once again fallen victim to getting caught in handcuffs in a horror movie and is tied to a bed. Um, and the kitty double is like threatening to slice her face with scissors, but is more distracted with her own reflection and yeah. is more obsessed with herself than anyone else. And that's like the victim and the that's what I think is happening in this scene. Um because mm. yeah she goes over to the mirror and slices her own face like mirroring the plastic surgery that um her counterpart had like she we see that earlier that she has scars on her own face yeah from when this happened oh. um with some the- like poor tethered having a copy of yeah. plastic surgeon yeah 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 it's it's no good um but yeah she's just like adjusting Imagine our poor tethered Right now, yours is in underneath Christchurch talking alone. <laughs> Mine's underneath Auckland talking alone because they don't have the internet. Exactly, yeah. They're just talking to nobody. There you go. Oh, and you, poor listener, are just, you know, your tethered's on a fake bus. <laughs> copying you listening to us. Oh. I mean, that doesn't seem... That seems like you're getting the best end of the deal there. 
as yeah, as is yeah. as is usually the case on the show. <laughs> oh man. Um oh. but yeah, so she Hey, do something nice for your tethered today. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah, just like have a wee I don't know, what what would be nice? Just to have a sleep. <laughs> yeah. There's not really yeah, honestly have a sleep. There's like everything's like a sick and twisted version, you know, down there. Like there's nothing yeah. really that you can do that would be good. <laughs> but anyway. Oh. Um anyway. Oh, have a sleep. Have a wee sleep. Um Yes. Anyway, the the fight in the boat happens. Gabe comes out the victor. Um, Zora runs in to save her mum, but gets like cornered and trapped on the bed. Uh, but luckily, Jason comes in and smashes uh, the kitty double with like a crystal sculpture thing, yeah. like a piece of uh, bougie art or something, <laughs> which is good. I was real worried when he picked it up. Like I'd forgotten the ins and outs of the scene i was real worried it was just going to be weak and ineffective like it was yeah. just fake art or it's something just plastic and does nothing yeah yeah could well I shouldn't have, been. have doubted kitty and josh though yeah. they get authentic crystals <laughs> mm. <laughs> um yeah so we go into um any color with the family being safe for the moment in this fucked up scene they're just sort of still in the house they're, they're littered with dead bodies um, yeah. but yeah, not wanting to move, um, trying to get in contact with the emergency services, but they're of course run off their feet. Um, they can't get through. They've been put on hold and they tune into the TV. Um, and we, instead of watching the TV for the start of this, we watch their reactions to the TV, which mm. I just think is good filmmaking. Um, and, uh, yeah, we hear about, uh, that, that doubles are emerging from underground tunnels across the entirety of the United States and brutal, brutally killing their counterparts. Um, and then we do have to cut to a visual because we're about to see um, what they are up to after they have achieved this. They, we see the tethered gathering together and l- in huge numbers and linking their arms um, to form a giant chain that is stretching like as far as we can see for the moment. Um, wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Gabe even says like, this must take a shitload of coordination. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, how are they doing this? Yeah. Um, and it's like, I think he describes it as some kind of like sick performance art <laughs> later on, <laughs> Yeah, which is very funny. Um, but yeah. Uh, Eddie wants to run away to Mexico and Gabe's like, no, we're safe here. We should stay here. And then she like says, you don't get to make the decisions anymore. She like takes control of the family mm. unit here, just as the, um, uh, the double has taken control of that family and is like leading them. Um, so mm. yeah, uh, as we get into, um, brain damage yet again. Um, and yeah, uh they try to get away in um that family's car um like uh kitty and josh's car um but eddie forgets the keys and has this is the second time she's forgotten the keys in a classic horror movie (laughs) trope ah i forgot my bloody keys um and of course um get out famously where are those keys baby where are those keys um (laughs) tell me you got those keys um uh, and Jordan Peele, obviously, you know, when he started oh, yeah. going solo, everyone was like, he forgot that his key? keys. Exactly. Oh. It's just, he's just saying, he's just directing it to the audience. It's like, mate, I know that I forgot the keys, but you know, <laughs> sometimes it'll work out. I don't know. Give me yeah. a chance. 
Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So she has to go in and finish off uh, a double of one of the twins who isn't quite dead, mm. who's like woken up and like uh, they wrestle on the ground, and she finally uh, kills her with I think the poker again. Um, yeah, and, and then Tevid's like sneaking around to another lunatic is in the hole. Lunatics are in my home. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sh- as she's doing this, like Jason comes in and overhears. Uh, her because she lets out some like some pretty guttural like grunts and uh has a wee like laugh to herself after killing this which is weird you're like hmm that ain't good um and jason's like oh that ain't good and (laughs) uh and then yeah they head off to the car um Zora declares herself the safest to drive because uh, <laughs> she quotes her KDR, which I like a lot. Her like yes. her kill count. Um, the, she's got uh, the highest kill count in the family. Hilarious. <laughs> um, and yeah, she's got sound logic though. Um, her mum is handcuffed and her dad has a damaged leg. So she's mm. like, even though she's learning to drive, she is probably the best candidate to be driving. Um, so as they move to get away um the zora double appears having run all the way here um like presumably they live quite far away they had to take a boat to get here like but no she's run around the coastline and gotten here um wild uh yeah and yeah she like jumps onto the car to to attack them and try and break through the glass with her scissors but is thrown uh and impaled on a tree branch with with some nifty driving um Mm. and yeah eddie gets out of the car and uh comforts the double as it dies as well like shushes it and calms it as we get into um eclipse giving it a bit of empathy um which is interesting um yeah yeah as we get into our third playthrough uh over the silence between plays day dawns i love it Mm. when a horror movie goes into the day it makes it yeah all the scarier um it's like honestly it's that time jump and when it goes like five years later those just get me Yeah. yeah um but yeah we see that the residents of santa cruz are littering the ground outside (laughs) conveniently outside their homes so that we can see that they've all been killed um but yeah uh there's just bodies everywhere and uh we are driving along and they come across uh the wilson's family sedan their car is on fire in the middle of the road and they're like what yeah. the fuck is this and like stop pull to a stop and then hear some like weird rustling or something under the car and it's jason's double who has emerged out from underneath the car and uh right on the screams um to speak to me uh he appears into frame um yeah. and we go into breathe and he starts clicking his fingers like jason did earlier to a song in a car i don't think i covered that mm. earlier but anyway this, no, is an, this is another another double mirror thing um he's clicking his fingers along with a rhythm doesn't really fit breathe but that's okay no. <laughs> um a, anyway uh so eddie tries to get out of the car and like figure out what is going on um sort of mimicking what she was doing with jason in that earlier scene like holding out her hand to him and um jason realizes that this is a trap and they tells everyone to get out of the car 
And he's right on the money. I think this is like another duality thing where he's like understanding how his double thinks. Yeah. Yeah. And he instructs everyone to get out of the car. And yes, there is a line of gasoline to the car uh, from the burning car to theirs. And it's been set to explode basically with the light of the match. Um, And it doesn't happen. We don't get an explosion. But um, (laughs) because uh, Jason uh, tricks his double into mirroring his actions again he knows that he does this and so he arms outstretched like christ-like um walks Mm -hmm. backwards uh staring at his double watching him do the same as the double backs slowly into the fire that it had lit and dies which is awful it's not a great fit for breathe but it would be a great fit for wish you were here (laughs) just (laughs) throwing that one out there um uh anyway uh as part of this like gambit um jason gets grabbed and taken away by eddie's double and whisked away somewhere we don't know where and Hmm. eddie runs off in pursuit she is desperately chasing down jason as she did on the beach earlier um as we get pink floyd singing race towards an early grave at the end of breathe nice um yeah yeah uh we it's at this point that we see the chain as well of of doubles holding hands going all the way out to the sea um and we see that the the weird guy we saw earlier is part of this chain it's just that he was there first and waiting for the Mm. others to arrive which is such a sweet like chekhov's gun going off like explaining exactly what was going on with this guy um and yeah, it's at this point that we see that it's the double of the man who was attacked earlier, the sign carrier um, from the funfair. And um, he has, instead of ha- holding a sign, he just has the numbers 1111 carved into his forehead. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is fucked. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's part of this huge chain, which is just such a good visual. It's so wild um anyway um mm. eddie goes down into the mirror maze uh because she knows exactly where to go and um bashes that creepy owl yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy fuck that oh. owl uh, yeah he's had 30 years of a too good that owl yeah <laughs> he's been having a too good for too long owl yeah. come for you with a fire poker you bastard um <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> And yeah, she, we see her re- remembering back to that horrible time. And then a white rabbit appears from a little hole, like Alice in Wonderland call out, I think. And yeah, she follows it down the hole, the rabbit hole, mm. down underground and into a abandoned subway station. Um, we do get the crash sound here, which doesn't didn't sink for me for anything. Um, but we do get the reveal of an escalator, a fully lit escalator going down, um, right on the clocks coming in, which is very dramatic and works for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's nice that we were back in the mirror room for on the run. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. Yes. So we emerge out into a very strange beige facility, like a featureless area where, um, like it looks kind of like a subway station. There are like little benches and things around um, mm. where rabbits are running and hopping all around the floor here. Um, <clears throat> we see that this is where the weird room 
the uh, uh, from the opening title was the um, classroom with all the cages, with all the bunnies now freed and roaming the halls, having a grand time down here. <laughs> yeah, this is a like lighthearted comedy for these bunnies. Yeah, this is a, their favorite movie. Bunny Zone <laughs> now. <laughs> um, yeah, when the the tethered left, it's now the time of the rabbit down here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like a really fucked up um, Watership Down <laughs> sequel <laughs> happening. Um, even more fucked up than the real Watership Down. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, meanwhile, while this is happening, uh, we see Gabe and Zora are hanging out in, in an abandoned ambulance again that call forward. I think presumably mm. the same one that that uh, guy who was attacked was carted off in. Um, Oh, yeah, I probably didn't get very far. No. Um, and, yeah, as they wait for Eddie to return. Uh, yeah, Eddie comes down and confronts her double, who is standing in this classroom-type room uh, with all the cages. Um, on, there's a large chalkboard in front of her with a chain of stick figures uh, drawn on it, all holding hands in a long line. Um, and there are bloody handprints covering the walls surrounding this which is man (laughs) it's like (laughs) real intense and she is giving she gives a monologue of explaining what has happened here what has taken place and um yeah while while she is making a small recreation of the family of the um family of doppelgangers all holding hands like a paper doll out of red um, crate paper yeah. of, of four characters linking arms, which is real nice. Um, and yeah, uh, she says that the doubles are humans, just like the humans that created them. And uh, it's, it's all laid out here, basically. This was a government mm. experiment that was created in an attempt to control the actions of the people on the surface. We previously got like a minor, like conspiracy theory kind of nod with like fluoride in the water. And I think this is like a similar allegory to that, like the government moving in to control people. Um, But Mm. it didn't work because while they could create a duplicate of the body, um, the soul was shared between the two. And so it was, they weren't able to control them. Only the doubles were controlled by their above ground counterparts. And mm. um, so the doubles were forced to mimic the actions of those, uh, of the real people above ground or their, their counterparts, their um, non-shadow versions, you could say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we see this taking place. Um, the doubles recreating the funfair scene in a like horrible recreation so, underground yeah it's like zombies wandering around uh darkly like like a <laughs> like half acting half like rigor mortis kind of thing mm. where the people are eating food um at the, like cheeseburgers and fries and things like that at the fun fair other people are just eating rabbits in a screeching room <laughs> of rabbits yeah. horrible um the like creepiest but funniest is the people are on like a tilt-a-whirl yeah and you see just a room of people running around in circles pretending they're still on it yeah they're like recreating these fun fair rides um but mm. without any of the the actual machinery or technology yeah um yeah. 
But yeah, so it's also, yeah, she says that all these people, these humans, they went mad underground because the government abandoned the project, but they left doubles of all these people here to rot and suffer Um, Mm. and yeah, and go mad. And that's why they are acting this way Um, because it would be a horrible existence. Uh, We see the like recreation of the funfair scene, um, the family walking along and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, before the two meeting in the mirror maze the two girls um and yeah uh after that she says that the she concocted a plan um to get freedom from this place and um yeah she uh when um her double the the above ground eddie um got into dancing and dance performance this was a like touched by god kind of moment for her like the she became like a she broke free of this like programming basically and um yeah uh yeah started preparing the the rest of the doubles to attack the surface and create a grand statement about the injustice that was uh set upon them basically Mm. um by recreating uh hands across america um yeah of course <laughs> uh which is yeah they like the only touchstone that they had here but which will all be explained um oh yeah yeah oh that's the dessert james get oh yeah pop it in the pop the plates in the oven for some reason it's coming dessert's coming heat it up heat it up put a there's a mm. slice of cherry pie coming um <laughs> uh yeah so after this is all explained um yeah, they get into a fight. The final confrontation, Great Gig, is playing for this, which is kind of a weird yeah. fight scene, but very dramatic because this fight scene is intercut with the ballet performance of their youth. Um, mm. uh, both halves, like the underground version and the above ground version, is uh, both shown in cutaways as they fight each other with fire poker and scissors. Um, yeah, it's uh rough it's <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a serious fight and um yeah eddie's attacks get more and more frenzied and she starts like screaming with rage as she starts fighting like as well and the other one her double is very like uh quiet and serene and moves very gracefully in contrast mm. um yeah show, show, showing that like break in the controlling of one another because you'd expect them to move in perfect unison right but yeah they she's yeah. broken free um yeah eventually um eddie comes out the victor and stabs her double through the chest with the poker and while she lays dying as we get the ching of money coming in um <laughs> the double starts whistling the tune uh from the start of the film the insuency spider again uh which is <laughs> whoo um Mm. and eddie strangles the life out of her using her still handcuffed hands yeah um and then yeah she's victorious and she lets out this like awful laugh again um Mm. as she unlocks the handcuffs or finally um she's been handcuffed for most of this movie and um right yeah and yeah unlocks the handcuffs uh with the chain around her double's neck and Jason has, unbeknownst to her, been watching this last portion of the fight from a uh, nearby locker that he's hid himself in, again, like in character. Um, mm. And yeah, he's like extremely mentally scarred by this, obviously. <laughs> and yeah, they like clasp hands 
uh, mirroring an earlier scene where, um, but this time his mum's hand is covered with blood. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they head back up um, very quickly to drive away in the ambulance. It's all like presented like in slow motion kind of um, yeah. them driving away. And we get a flashback to that fateful night once more down in the uh, mirror maze where it is revealed the grand twist of this movie that it was the double that escaped the yes. the underground facility and not the real Eddie. Eddie was left uh, t- like handcuffed, much like um, the double was through most of this movie. Um she was left handcuffed to her bunk down in the underground and forced to stay um, to mirror her actions above ground. And that's why she was able to break that programming because she's not from there. She's not a yeah. government um, experiment, basically. Um, yeah, that's why she's the only one who can talk. Yeah. There's all this. Yeah. And also um, her, uh, the, the double, the evil version of Eddie uh, strangled her, which is why she speaks in that horrible raspy voice because mm, she has yeah. dam- damaged um, vocal cords. Um, and yeah, it's a sweet twist. Um, yeah. Like it all tracks as well because mm. um, yeah. So she was wearing that hands across America t-shirt when she was kidnapped underneath her thriller shirt. And that becomes the basis for the statement um, as this like symbol of the yeah. of the inequality, right, and the the big statement after they will rise up and reclaim um, what was yeah. theirs. It's so good because it's like it's like we see we see their mood board, we see their branding yeah. exercise, we see it all coming together. Um, yeah, we're on the tethered Pinterest's because like that's why they're dressed in their red jumpsuits with their single glove yeah. is to be Michael Jackson because right. that's one of the only touchstones she still has. And nice, yeah, I think the. All the VHSs that you see on the side of um, the Hands Across America ad at the beginning, mm. which we like, are to assume Addy was watching. Yeah. Like, apparently they all play in quite well into the overall vibe of the film. Yep. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's smart stuff. But it does make me, I want to ask you, James, mm-hmm. let's say you got swapped out at, when you were six. And sure. <laughs> Their evil plan was entirely based on what you were into when you were six. What are the tethered going to do? Oh, man. They're just, like, coming at me dressed as Commander Keen, uh, bouncing on pogo <laughs> sticks. Everyone's wearing purple shirts and uh, baseball helmets. And that is hard to deal with, honestly. They also probably yeah. all are armed with guns, so that ain't good. Um, oh, dang it. Yeah, laser guns. Gee. Uh, dang. So we're screwed, basically. Um yeah uh commander king yeah bro shout outs um uh, what about you well we're a lot safer in mine because i reckon the only thing my like the real me would know is space jam oh, okay so Ooh. everyone's alternates are coming out they're all challenging each other to basketball <laughs> games but they've been training and trying to that's true but they also think that you can only the way to win at basketball is hijinks true from um so they're going to try to like, you know, distract you with a silly song and you'll be like, what? And you'll like get one three pointer and one. <laughs> True. Okay. That doesn't sound so bad. Oh yeah. I think we'll nah, be safe. Unless they yours. kidnap LeBron James, in which case we're all. Yeah. Stuff. Nice. Uh, so yeah. Or they kidnap like older Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh no. 
Yeah. Incredible. Uh, us two, Space Jam. <laughs> us two and new, new legacy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's yeah there's more uh, like connections like that. Like the scissors is from. There was a couple playing rock paper scissors above ground, and they only mm. were going scissors over and over and over again. So that was another thing that was drilled in. And like the oh, only yeah. thing she could think about. I don't know what the rabbit connection was. So lay that one on me. I, oh, I don't have that for you. I'm sorry. Okay. I think, I think it was just the just, government were feeding the tethered rabbits. Yeah. So or- I have a, I think the theory is right. That it's like, because they're clones, um, they were cloning rabbits, which is why it's like part of the experiment. Right. So oh, there, yeah. there were loads and loads and loads of rabbits there first as part of that experiment before it went to human trials. And then when mm. that failed, they were just left with a bunch of people and a bunch of rabbits. And that was it. <laughs> like That's true. And rabbits, even if without the cloning, there's always going to be more rabbits. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I like that a lot. That's perfect. Sweet. Um, but yeah, so we see all that. And then we see Jason sitting in the passenger seat of this um, uh, ambulance looking over into his mum. And his mum there just gives a half smile like a sly mm. smile to camera basically and then yeah they just drive away um you're like does jason like fi- has he figured out that that she's the double we don't know it's left unclear um yeah he pulls his mask down which could be a like well we're both gonna hide this or yeah it be time to put my mask on <laughs> yeah mask on mask up um yeah. And uh yeah, money trails out and we go into us and them, baby, for the mm-hmm. end of the end of this movie, which is good, because you know, us and them. Um Yeah, it's a perfect like credit drop. Yeah. And we get uh yeah, the ambulance driving along the road and we see this hands across America, these doppelgangers forming a massive chain across the hillsides and mm-hmm. helicopters above looking down at them and yeah we go into the credits for us and them um perfect what did you think how did it sink gareth um i think hmm i got briefly excited because i noticed like we were getting a lot of missed sinks that seemed to be just missed as if yeah the tethered were half remembering something and like the enacting, they were a bit off. But then I was like, also, that's me putting in a lot of work for the, to like explain this tetheredness. Mm. I mean, explain the sinks. So like, yeah, we've got to be true to ourselves. It's true. And there were good sinks. It's definitely like, it's over the fives. But yeah, after that, I don't know what to give you. Yeah, I'm feeling like five or six on it. I think that's right. Mm. Um. Yeah, I think. Well, I think it has to be five because of the um, the song that was made like iconic by the trailer. Um, I got five on it. Oh yeah, true. All right, nice. Yeah, which they then um, edited a creepy version into the trailer, and then later edited it into the movie because people loved the creepy version. So <laughs> just the creepy version was better than the real one. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair. There we go. Yeah, I got five. F- we got five on. We it. got five on us. So there we go. <laughs> All right, so next week uh, yes. we're still spooking. We still got a we still got a bit of spooky season left, I think. Right? We do. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, so I've got another spook uh, lined up for us, um, and I was liking the we've done the the um, like the 
the 60s spooks and now the the mm. modern spooks but let's go real far back gareth we do i'm doing another okay. deep delve into the past and what we're going to be doing we're going back into the um uh the jeff bezos wikipedia collection available for free you know uh because <laughs> yeah. this film is available for free to watch on there it is the 1922 nosferatu a symphony oh, yes. of horror. <laughs> oh, yay. Yes. Nothing more scary than German expressionism, Gareth. <laughs> yeah. Those angles. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's all they had to watch down there in the, in the tethered's realm. Mm, Just- they can only watch things for- available on Wikipedia Prime. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sweet. Ah. Oh. Love it. Yeah. Excited. Great. Catch us on the socials. Um, St. Floyd Pod. Um, available anywhere that you find yourself tethered to an Ethernet port. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, gosh, yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. And I've been Gareth Blackler, then in red. What was it? Edwin. <laughs> I've been James Barron in red Russell. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Yeah, goodbye. And red on the light side of the moon. On the light side of the moon. Uh.